friend. Welcome back to the NC Universe podcast. Today we are diving into one of my favorite topics called facing fears, overcoming your fears and um, looking at them straight in the eye and working through them. Um, it's a topic that has come up for me lately in my own life and I just wanted to share my experience and share some tips and tricks with you on how to overcome the fears that you have and um, yeah, we'll just dive a little bit deeper into what it actually means to have a fear, right? Because um, I think there is some misunderstanding about that as well. So yeah, take out your notebook, take out your pen, and um, let's write down some action steps on how to overcome your biggest fears. Before we dive into this episode, though, I want to take a minute to honor you and thank you for being here and for listening to this episode. The best investment that you can make is the investment in yourself and just you being here listening to me, whether you're um, on your way to work or you're working out right now, you are actually investing in yourself and in your self-care and learning and growing. So I just want to say thank you. I honor you. I see you. I hear you and I celebrate you. I'm so happy that you are taking this time out of your day and I'm really, really grateful. I actually went to the beach yesterday. What else is new? I go about three or four times a week, but mostly when I go to the beach, I either create stuff, I'm busy writing or creating podcasts or morning musings or whatever. I'm doing something productive. But yesterday I just went and I took a moment to just sit down and watch the sunset and it was truly, truly magical. I was having a bit of a rough week last week where I was picking up a lot of other people's energy. It was really negative, really heavy. And it was about like Friday morning, I think, when I had this like mental breakdown where I was like, oh my gosh, I need to take a minute for myself. So I did that yesterday and I just watched the sun go down. And if you haven't done that in a while, I highly recommend you take the time to do that because it's so grounding and it just made me realize like that's what life is about, right? Life is not about your to-do list. Life is not about work. Life is not about other people. It's about you and living it to the max. And this sounds really wishy-washy and it sounds really um, woo-woo. I know that, but it was a really grounding moment and um, it doesn't have to be long. Like I sat there for about 30 minutes, so... If, you've, if you're feeling like you are caught up in the day-to-day, -day, if you're feeling like life is passing you by and you're just not living it to the fullest, schedule about like an hour and just go to nature and sit and ground yourself and appreciate all that is around you and all that is called life. And then I drove home and I was rewarded with this huge full moon because it's full moon tomorrow. It's in, uh, it's in Aquarius, so I am feeling all the feels. And yeah, I was just really grateful and I knew that the universe was rewarding me for taking that time out of myself. It was a beautiful full moon. I'll try to post a picture on the show notes because it was so pretty. Um, but yeah, so today I want to talk about fears. And I feel like the word fear is often misinterpreted because when I talk about fear, I am not talking about being afraid of something like a spider or um, being afraid of heights. But I'm talking about fear that is more of an emotional reaction to something your ego finds dangerous. 
So it's something that you as a person perceive as danger, dangerous. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an act or a thing or an object, but it can also be a feeling. And overcoming fear to succeed right in life means acknowledging that risk, but stepping out of your comfort zone anyway and doing it anyway in order to grow. So overcoming fear is more about that second type of fear. Another misunderstanding that I see surrounding fear is that fear is something to be feared. <laughs> feared is bad for you. Fear is scary. And although in some cases that is true, I think that fear in the way that I talk about it is also a way for life to show you where you have the opportunity to grow the most. So if you fear, and we'll get into this in a minute, but if you fear sharing your opinion, for example, because you feel like people are judging you, so you have a fear of judgment, and therefore you don't uh, you know, do public speaking, for example, that is not a bad thing. It doesn't hurt you in any way. Having that fear doesn't hurt you per se, but it does restrict and limit your growth. So if you acknowledge the fear and work through it, go through your comfort zone, go out of it, and actually actually face it head on, it is an area of your life where you can grow the most. So if you want to overcome your biggest fears, I think the first thing um, you'll have to look at is changing your mindset around fear. It's not bad to have fear. Everyone has fears, right? Everyone has had a negative experience in their life, uh, which then manifested itself into a fear. And I think that if we look at all the people, this is the funny thing in life, I think. If we look at all the people um, around us, whether it's family or friends or colleagues, I think that we all act out in different ways. We all have the, these different personality types. We all have these different behaviors. But if we look down at the core of everything, I think there are fears that we all share. Fears that are just universal. And um, they show up differently in each of our lives. So yeah, fear is not something to be feared. Fear is good. It shows you the pain points in your life. It shows you where you're holding back. And it shows you where you can grow the most. You have the most room for growth. So acknowledge that about fear first. Again, this is a different type of fear than arachnophobia. Okay? That's, that's a whole different story. And I'm not here to help you overcome that type of fear. <laughs> Um, I need to take a, a course on that myself, actually. I'm like, I have a huge fear of spiders. I'm, I just, I can't deal with them. Anything that crawls and has eight legs is not welcome in my house. <laughs> now, speaking of arachnophobia, um, that's something that's very prominent in my life, right? If I experience the fear of a spider, if I see a spider, I literally, I can't breathe. <laughs> I have like goosebumps all over my body. I have my heart in my throat. I can't, I can't, like, I'm just stifled and I freeze up. I'm so, so scared of spiders. That is a very easy reaction and it's easy to recognize. But there are also fears, I think, that live under the surface of our conscious mind. And we may not be aware of them until we take a closer look at our behavior. And like I said, fear has come up for me in my life in the past couple of weeks because, I mean, as you've noticed, I kind of added spirituality into my business. I have been a spiritual person for a long time. I just never really came out of it because I was scared of what other people were going to think of me. And um, 
yeah, so the fear of judgment has come up in my life for the past few weeks. And at first, I thought it was something different because I was not creating content. I was not recording podcasts. I was not writing blogs. And at first, I thought it was my laziness. I thought it was my procrastination. And I just kind of wrote it off on, okay, I'm too busy to invest in this right now. I'm focusing on other things and I'll get to it at a later stage. But at some point, I think it was like, I don't know, last last Monday or something, I was like, no, it's not procrastination. It's not laziness. Something is going on beneath the surface that I'm not acknowledging right now. And I started to look at my limiting beliefs. I have a whole list of them. I have them all worked out in my bullet journal so I can revisit them and look at them and you know remind myself of what I'm dealing with. And one of these limiting beliefs also said that I have a fear of judgment. I'm afraid of what other people might think and say of me. And that manifests itself in me being less active on social media and not showing up the way that I want to because I am scared that if I post something, I will get a negative reaction, which to be honest, you guys, I, I rarely get. So it's really something between my ears. <laughs> There's probably people talking behind my back, but to my face, I've never had a negative reaction from one of you. And so I don't really know what I'm worried about, <laughs> really. But that just shows you, I hope that's an example of, of that, how that shows you that fear doesn't always, isn't always physically in your body. It's not like it's, you know, your heart thumping or you're sweating or you're like out of breath. Fear can be something that shows itself in your behavior. So for me, that procrastination and that not creating, that feeling, that block of, of not creating, that creative block was actually a fear of judgment. So that just shows us that there are many different fears we are just not aware of. And let me just list a few fears that I think that we're all dealing with. Those are just universal and they can apply to basically anyone. I think the most popular fears, as I call them, are fear of failure, fear of vulnerability, fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough. I think we've all felt that at one point. And maybe the fear of being alone and not being accepted. Let me know in a DM or whatever if you recognize yourself in any of these in the list. And if you have your fear, if you want to share that with me, I would love to hear. But I think these are the most general fears that we, that we all share. Now, the good news about these fears is that they are acquired fears. These are not fears that we are born with, okay? These fears are present in our life because we've had a negative experience, maybe in childhood, maybe just somewhere in your life that you stored in your brain as like this emotional trauma and it manifested itself into fear. So for example, when I was younger, I remember presenting in front of class. Uh, I was like fourth grade or something, fifth grade. And I was a very bad public speaker. I mean, I am still not a master at it today, but back then it was just complete horrible. And I stood in front of the class and I presented my... Um, my presentation about figure skating, I mean, what else? And I was so nervous that I, I stumbled on my words. I just, I was so nervous. I could feel my heart in my throat. I don't know, everything that could go wrong in a presentation just went wrong. Like I forgot my, my order. I forgot the words. I, 
I practiced really, like I practiced in front of the mirror a lot, but that kind of threw me off because I was so invested in having that like routine and, and, and like having the perfect presentation that I just screwed it up completely. And the one thing that I remember, and I was never bullied in, in um, at school. I mean, I had a really, really great experience at school. But one thing that I do remember was that a couple of people were laughing in class. And so in my mind, I was bad at public speaking. I was bad at presenting. And I told myself that it was a traumatic experience, right? And trauma doesn't have to be like super heavy. Trauma just means that you've had a negative emotional reaction to something um, so that to me was a traumatic experience. And in my brain, I was like, I'm never going to speak in front of people again. Like that's, that's it. I'm done. Um, and that's kind of how a fear of public speaking got into my head. Right. And I think it's also the basis for fear of judgment, I think. So it's not a fear that I was born with. It's something that I acquired um, in my life. It's something that happened to me. And my brain just said, okay, that's it. You know, we're shutting this off. You are bad at this. You suck. We're never doing this again. So whenever I would hear, you know, in, in class that I would have to present something, like the alarm bells went off in my head, like, oh my God, this is bad. This is a bad thing. And that's how that fear gets into your brain, right? I think it's the same for fear of rejection, I mean, I think we've all experienced a fear of rejection at one point, especially when we're talking about dating. I mean, I think we've all, I mean, don't lie. I think we've all gone out, had a few drinks, and then asked someone out, and that person rejected us. And so in our mind, we're like, oh my God, we are never doing that again. You know, the minute I ask someone out, they're going to reject me. So to protect yourself, you don't put yourself out there anymore as much as you'd like and you don't ask any person out because you know or you think that you know that they're going to reject you. And so you're scared of that rejection and you don't do that thing anymore because you want to avoid that rejection. And then the fear of being alone right, or not being accepted is something that's really deeply rooted in inside a lot of us because... In order to understand this, we need to go back a little bit more into evolution. But we as humans are community people, right? It's, it, it, that's always been this way, at least for you know a couple thousand years back. Because we knew way back when <laughs> that when you act as a group, you're stronger together and you'll be able to survive. That's how we got here on this planet. That's how we're here in this society today. We like groups, we like belonging to a group because being in a group means that we're accepted and that we are taken care of. And nowadays that has a different meaning than like thousands of years ago because right now we can still survive, we have enough resources to survive. But way, 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 way back when, when you didn't belong to a group, it meant that you were on your own and you were responsible for yourself and for surviving, which often didn't work out very well, especially when there's like tigers trying to eat you everywhere. I don't know what those days look like, but you know, you can all imagine what that was like. So the fear of not being accepted actually in our like human brains means that we are not part of a group, which means we will not be able to survive. So that's pretty, pretty deep rooted in us. And the fear of being alone and not being accepted manifests itself differently today than it did thousands of years ago. But in your brain, in your mind, in your primitive mind, 
it still means that you won't be able to survive. So again, acquired fears, fears that you were not born with. They, something happened in your life, you had a traumatic experience, an emotional reaction to something, your brain thought this was a, a negative experience, and so it stored that in your mind, and were like, okay, this is the file of this fear, and whenever you're going to experience something like that again, you know, just know that it's bad, and you're now afraid of that. It's an acquired fear. These are different than, for example, appropriate fears. When I'm walking alone in a dark alley at 2 a.m., I am, I also feel fear. I do. But that is an appropriate fear. That fear is there to serve and protect me because it, it highlights my intuition, right? That fear is there to make me aware of my surroundings so that I am alert and I can see what's going on and I can, I can protect myself if necessary. That's a different type of fear. That's something that's from within us and it's an appropriate fear that we definitely have to listen to. Acquired fears, however, is something that we can do something about and we can overcome, we can face uh, by doing and by taking some action steps. Now, the question that I get asked a lot is, but how do I know I have a fear? How do I know what my fear is, what my limiting belief is? How do I, how do I define that? Because sometimes you're not really aware of it yourself, right? That's where friends and family and a coach come in because they can help you identify certain patterns and patterns in your behavior that stem from fear and like I said these usually are not very prominent they live somewhere in the subconscious and they're so ingrained in us I think that sometimes we just live life by them not knowing that we have them which is quite scary right so it's always good to take a look at yourself and that's why I was honoring you in the beginning because it's so important to take the time to get to know yourself. Self-awareness can be your savior. So listening to this podcast is like a little reminder of, of you for you to go out and journal maybe a little bit and think about your patterns and what you've been going through, your childhood, and dig into the, the areas of your life that you want to grow in most. Because most of these fears hold us back in life. Let me just take my example. You know, fear of judgment makes me scared of posting stuff online. And when I'm not posting stuff online, I'm missing out on a lot of marketing opportunities for my business, which means I am losing um, the opportunity to talk to new people and to talk to you and to connect with you on a deeper level. So actually what I'm doing, what this fear of judgment is doing is it's ruining my business if we take it like all the way, right? Um, I've talked to many people and I just want to highlight like three of the fears that I think are most prominent. And I think the fear of failure, for example, is so ingrained in so many of us. Um, and you can express that, for example, by overcompensating in your work. If you have a fear of failure, you might want to make things perfect all the time. Right? You work over hours trying to prove yourself. Because you're afraid that if you don't do X, Y, and Z, the project won't be perfect and you won't succeed. So this in turn can turn into perfectionism. So if you feel like you're a perfectionist, maybe it's time to look a little deeper into your own psyche and figure out where that came from and what type of limiting belief or what type of fear is the root of that. Well, I don't want to say it's a problem because it's not. Nothing is ever a problem. Nothing is ever good or bad. Okay, let me just start there. It's all a lesson. It's, it's, it's all neutral. We're not going to add judgment to the situation. But 
perfectionism is, I think, can be quite exhausting because you're always working to make it so good and, you know, um, it can be bad for your mental health and physical health even because you're so stressed. So it's worth looking deeper into. Fear of failure, I think, can also manifest itself in not taking action. Maybe you stay in the same job, in the same position, in the same relationship because you are afraid of trying something new, because you're afraid to fail. Because maybe the last time you tried something new and you weren't good at it, your brain said, nah, -uh, not doing this. Nope, we're done. You know, we don't like failure, so we're not going to ever do that again. <laughs> right? So you don't trust yourself enough and you don't trust the outcome and therefore you don't take action. So fear of failure can also manifest itself in inaction. Now, fear of rejection, we kind of went over a few minutes ago, but if you fear rejection, you might not feel comfortable approaching new people, whether that's for just dating or meeting friends or whatever. Maybe you were rejected once and you were like, no, just, you know, I'm people don't like me, so I'm not going to go out and um, meet new people. Or maybe you won't apply for a job because you're afraid of not getting it. Maybe you're afraid of the recruiter judging your CV and not liking it, not liking your resume. And, you know, you just fear that rejection. You don't want to hear that maybe you aren't qualified enough for a job. So you just put off finding a new job altogether. Now, the fear of being alone and not being accepted can manifest itself by you becoming a people pleaser. Right? If you want people to like you, you may jump through hoops to be accepted. And, and your intention to belong comes from your fear instead of truly wanting to connect with others. And this can also manifest itself into you becoming like a serial dater, dater, right? Because you want to be accepted so bad, you don't want to be alone, so you just keep dating, dating, dating. You're always surrounded by people and you fear of being confronted by yourself. So you kind of run away from yourself. And these are just a few examples. I know it's hard to identify, so that's why I'm giving you a few examples because these fears are so personal. Like I said, we all have different behaviors, we all have different personalities, but at the root of our limiting beliefs are the same type of fears. But you need to figure out for yourself how this fear manifests in your life and what your limiting beliefs are. And the, and the only way to do that is by analyzing your own behavior, analyzing your own thought patterns. That's why journaling is so important because if you write down how you feel every single day, what's going through your mind every single day, you can see patterns coming through. You can see certain instances not working. And if you go deeper and actually look into them, you may find certain limiting beliefs that are holding you back that give you an opportunity to grow, right? This is positive. It's good. Fears are good. Um, let's just go back to these fears being acquired. <clears throat> right? I shared a little bit of my story about standing in front of class and like failing miserably in my presentation. Um, these fears come from an experience. And it can be anything. It can be, it can be anything from your childhood, something that happened at school, to anything that happened later in life. Maybe your parents made some type of comment. Um, maybe someone left you or abandoned you or maybe you were bullied. Whatever, whatever it is, you interpreted the situation as bad and negative. Your ego said, just put the label negative on it. And you stored that up, you stored that in your brain and it became part of your story. 
So if we want to overcome our biggest fears, we need to go back to the moment or moments where this fear became a truth for you. And I suggest you journal about this, you meditate on it, you you let it, it's not something that's going to come up in like an afternoon and you're just going to be able to identify everything that's going wrong. Um, it might take a little bit of time, right? Maybe it comes up in a dream for you. Maybe you have to have a few talks with a few people to uh, figure out what they are for yourself. It's a beautiful process um, to get to know yourself better. So don't feel forced to do this in an afternoon. Now I want to go through the action steps that, um, I don't really want to call them action steps, <laughs> but I don't know what else to call them because it's like step one, right? Um, yeah, this is, I think, yeah, let's just call them action steps. Um, even though inside of the action steps are even more action steps. It's like inception. It's, it's, it's overcoming your fears inception. The good news, like I said, there are ways to overcome your biggest fears. And it's a process and it takes a daily, daily practice. And if you want to overcome your fear for good, you'll need to change your habits. And habits is... I don't know if you've ever read The Slight Edge. I can't remember who it's by. Let me look it up for a minute. The Slight Edge is a book that changed my life for the better. Um, who is it by? By Jeff Olson. So go to Amazon, figure out The Slight Edge. So S-L-I-G-H-T, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. He talks about habits and how they create a better life for you. Or when you don't do them, you're going to end up in a negative spiral. There is no neutral. I'm not going to go over this book right now. It's not a book review, but truly magical, life-changing. Um, let's go back to, to how to overcome these fears. Step one, we already covered. It's identifying that fear. But the second part of the first step is forgiveness. You need to forgive yourself for misinterpreting the situation. You were young, you had no idea what the situation meant. Um, you handled the situation to the best of your abilities at that moment. And you didn't have the knowledge then that you have today. So just acknowledge the feeling, acknowledge that you misinterpreted it. Say sorry to yourself, right? give it a place in your life because it served you in, in many ways as well, but now it's time to let it go and you need to heal yourself first. This fear is a product of an experience you had. Nothing more, nothing less. Everyone has fears. Some of us choose to never face them. Some of us are blind to them. That's why some people can never level up in life. But you right now, again, that's why I'm honoring you. You are right here. You are doing something about it. You're acti acting upon it. You are acknowledging them. So that's super, super brave of you. And as you know, fortune favors the brave. So yay for you, plus one. Okay, forgive yourself. Yeah, don't forget that very, very important step. You can write yourself a letter. You can journal about it. You can take a self-care day, get your nails done, get your hair done. Forgive yourself for having that fear. It's A-OK. -okay. Step two. We also went over this. You need to figure out how the fear manifests in your life. How does it show up? Are you serial dating? Are you job hopping? Are you hiding? Are you rebelling? Are you being defensive? Are you not speaking up? Are you not sharing your opinion? What are you not doing? 
What happens in your day-to-day -day life that is a product of your fear? How does it show up? This is, I think, this is the hard part. This takes the, the talking, the coaching, the meditating. It takes the analyzing. So this is going to be a big, a big part of overcoming the fear. Step three. Now let's try to make a list of what this fear is costing you. What are some things you can't do or achieve because of your fear? So name the things that you are not doing or you don't have because of having this fear. And I like to make it, I like to split this up there because there are two, there's two things that it's costing you. On one side, it's the tangible things. Like I said, my fear of judgment, my fear of judgment is costing me my business. It's very tangible. My business equals money. So me not showing up online, me not sharing my opinion, me not creating, me not connecting with new clients, me not connecting to you means that it's costing me my business. So it's a very, it's a very tangible thing. Fear of rejection might be, cause, um, might be costing you a healthy relationship because you're so afraid of connecting to other people, of going out and dating, you are unable to find a healthy relationship. Maybe you can't find a job because you are afraid of failure, because you're afraid of rejection, whatever it is. It's, it's something that you can touch, you can feel, you can experience. That's the tangible part. And then the second part to this, what it's costing you, is I think it's something, it's something bigger. And it's things like happiness. It's costing you mental health or the ability to connect to others authentically. Maybe it's costing you your leadership position. Like it's it's not it's not that something that you can have, physically have, but it is costing you something bigger. So figure out those two types of things that, that your fear is costing you. So on one side physical reality, on the other side maybe the more spiritual reality. What is it costing you? Maybe it's costing you growth, authenticity, right? Things like that. Step number four. We're gonna dream big. What if you didn't have this fear? What would your life look like? What can you achieve if you didn't have this fear? What are the possibilities? Like, just go big on this one. Like, just enjoy yourself. What if you didn't have a fear of judgment? What if you didn't have the fear of not being good enough? What if you believed that you are actually fucking good enough? What will happen in your life? Would you go out and apply for that manager's position? Would you go out and start a fucking business? What would you do if you didn't have this fear? What would your life look like? And make it really fluffy, right? Go big. Just write down everything that you think is possible in this life. Because you need to understand that this fear is costing you something. But if you didn't have it, your life would dramatically change. Okay, step five. It is time to take some action because without habits, without action, we're not going to get anywhere, unfortunately. Now that you have a clear vision, you have clarity on what your fear is costing you and what your life could look like, you need to design some daily action steps. And I've gone over this before. I've had, I think it is podcast episode 12, 13? I don't know. It's something about beating overwhelm. Don't ask yourself how, but ask yourself, what can you do today to move the needle forward? What can you do today to look this fear in the eye 
and beat it. What task can you put on your to-do list today that's going to help you overcome your fear? So I have a limiting belief that um, I find it very hard to be vulnerable. I have a fear of vulnerability. So for me, I have a daily bullet journal reminder in my, um, in my uh, schedule to actually share my emotional state with a person in my circle of friends or family. And it sounds super, super stupid, but it allows me to open up and not just talk about, hey, how was work? Hey, what are we having for dinner? No, actually talk about an emotional experience, being vulnerable, opening up, whether it's positive or negative. So it's a very simple thing to do. It's on my schedule every single day. I can either call a friend, call my mom, I don't care, talk to my cat, but I need to open up. So what is something that you can do today? that allows you to overcome your fear. Maybe it is swiping right on Tinder and actually opening the conversation. Maybe it's writing a cover letter once a week and sending it out. It's applying for a job once a week. Maybe it's journaling once a day to check in with yourself or posting your opinion on Instagram. I know that this is a personal pet peeve of mine, I'm sorry. But I know that a lot of people, you know, talk behind your back all the time. And I don't think people realize how scary it is to create stuff like this and, and post it for the world to see and hear. It's very, this is also very vulnerable, actually. So I'm actually working through my fear of vulnerability by making this podcast. But posting your opinion online and allowing other people to comment and to get into this conversation with you, that's, that's super scary. So even something like that, just going online and, and showing a picture of yourself or writing a caption that's like dear to your heart, that can even be a, an action step and allow you to overcome your fear of judgment or your fear of public speaking. Maybe you want to go on Instagram Live every week and just talk about the things that are important to you, allowing other people to comment. Whatever it is, whatever it is, you need to figure out something that you can put on your schedule, on your to-do list every single day, right? Not one day, not a week, maybe like two or three months, right? two or three months, really working through it, just going, going at it. Now, don't make these steps too small, okay? I mean, the point is to feel the fear and do it anyway. That's the point but not big enough that you are really put off by it. So find, find a balance, find a middle point where you can, you can actively work on overcoming this fear. Now step six, and this is where I do my shameless self-promotion and I plug my business. Um, step six is you need to actually go through and do these things. And that's where a coach comes in, right? I hold you accountable. I will check if you have done the things that you were say you were going to do. And I'll be your cheerleader all the time. I'm like there on the sidelines, like, you know, happy for you, cheering you on because I am super proud of you. But I will also have a, bit of, a little bit of tough love if you don't do it. Because when you don't do it, it shows that you are not invested in yourself. So you'll hear it. You'll hear it if it's not going well. 
and not just holding you accountable, right? But I'm also mo keeping you motivated, showing you why we're doing this because you've written down what your life would look like without the fear. So I can remind you of that every single day. Look, this is what you wanted, right? This is where you want to go to. This is, this is your dream life. Move towards it, not away from it. So step six and the last step is actually just doing the work, committing to it every single day, Make it a, making it a habit. Uh, you don't have to hire me. You can ask your partner. You can ask your mom. Someone needs to hold you accountable. Otherwise, you're not going to do it. Well, I think, I think that's it for today. I've, I've been rambling for more than half an hour. I always say to myself, like, okay, I'm going to sit down. It's going to be like 20 minutes or something. And then it ends up being over half an hour all the time. Probably because I'm super redundant and I'm repeating myself 20 times. I mean, that's what it feels like. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope you, yeah, I just, I hope that you are motivated to get started. I hope that you are pumped and energetic and ready to face your fears. Let me know what they are. I would really, really just love to know. <laughs> yeah. I know that this process isn't easy and it can cause some heavy emotions to come up. And I, I just believe the most important part, if, if anything you want to take away from today, it's, it's the healing. It's the step one. It's that forgiving yourself. Everyone has fears, but not everyone confronts them, causing people to live a life of mediocrity. And you're choosing not to do that by listening to this. So I honor you. I honor you for looking deeper into your fears and for being brave enough to look them in the eye. And I promise, I promise that life rewards you for your bravery. Now, let me know how this process unfolds for you. Let me know what your journey looks like. If you just want to talk or share your, uh, your process and your feelings, whatever it is, I would love, love to hear your story. You can actually, I just found that out. You can go to anchor.fm and actually leave me a message. I will leave a link in the show notes that you can actually send me a voice message. I would love to hear your voice. You're always listening to me, but I would really, really love to hear your voice. Again, I want to thank you so much for being here, for taking the time to listen to me. A lot of love from my side of the screen. And if you like this, if you enjoyed it, if you've learned something from this, please share it with your friends and everyone who needs to hear it. And I will see you and hear you in the next episode. Bye.